This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Ply Rock. Welcome to this week's edition of the Ply Rock Nation podcast. Thank you for being so patient while we're upgrading our studios. And don't forget to follow the live show, which will be returning soon on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Plymouth Rock Gaming. That's T-H-E-E, Plymouth Rock Gaming. All right, so it's been two weeks since the sequel to the greatest movie of all time was released in Creed 2. It's been long enough. I think we can talk spoilers. And since it's the holidays, Ply went out and got a special guest for the show today. I promised you guys a co-host. I swore I would get one. I scoured the ends of the earth, and I found one of my best buds, my pastor, but more importantly, one of my best friends, Pastor Gary. What's going on, man? Hey, man, it's great to be here. Great to be on the show. Great to be a part of this uh, Ply Rock Nation. And excited to talk about Creed 2. I don't know. If the best movie of all time, but it was a good movie. <laughs> well, Rocky Four, let's be clear, was the best movie of all time to apply. But I get it. But so you finally got a chance to see it the other day, right? Yes, I did. What's your initial thoughts? So it was, uh, you know, of course, you, you, it was definitely a good movie. Definitely had a lot of subplots that I thought were very touching. I actually was crying part in part of it at the end Whoa. when he threw in the towel. Yeah, you know, I think the father son dynamic. I think Rocky going back to his son, and I, I think it speaks to a lot of things that I deal with as a pastor in society. The the breakdown of that father son and relationship yep. that is is really essential in a young man's life. Yeah, and we saw a lot of different dynamics from three different views. So I thought it was really. Uh, in that in that sense, it was really good. Let's go back to one thing you said, because I'm going to admit it, too. Because I told everybody, if you go back and watch the video, find that video of when Ply reviewed it out after Thanksgiving. I had the man cry going on. Not going to lie, I'm a weakness. I'm a sucker for father-son stuff. Like you had said, there was three or four. There was three different uh, dynamics of a father-son relationship. There was Adonis who didn't know his father. There was Victor, whose father was overbearing and controlling, and all Victor ever wanted to do was please his father. And then there was Rocky and Robert, who really weren't fighting, but they just kind of drifted apart, and Rock didn't know how to reintroduce himself to his son. So he was ashamed that he had lost contact with his son. So there were like those three different – they hit you from all angles – because everybody has a dad, and everybody's is a relationship with their father is always so complicated that we could relate almost to all three of them. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely, you could relate to it. And I, I think the part of Rocky, the kind of like the the man, man, but having that soft side for Creed, but not for his own son, which is kind of. No, sometimes we get yeah, replaced. Yeah, he replaced. He replaced them. Yeah, and sometimes a man can replace his career. And how many stepchildren can feel, or how many children can feel replaced when, the, say, their dads get remarried? Exactly. And new kids come into the right. picture, exactly. and they feel a little bit like a black sheep. Right. Right. Even though there's not a real head-to-head conflict there, people drift apart. Yeah. So it was nice to see the re. Uh, the, and by the way, this was the eighth movie in the franchise. Did it have any right to be that good being the eighth movie? Well, I think the, I, mean, <laughs> I think the Creed dynamic 
they really did a good job with these two movies. Yeah. Kind of, and really kind so of like Kugler's idea of kind of changing instead of the same old thing. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of a lot, you know, you knew who was going to win the last fight. It was yeah. kind of that sort of thing. And yeah. In the, the, in the graphics, you know, the, the quality of the movie was really good. Yeah. But I like the storyline with Creed and his, and his girlfriend, wife, the baby, that all. Oh, Tessa you know, Thompson was fantastic yes. as, uh, and their relationship, honestly, a lot of movies we watch, they feel fake. It feels forced. You actually feel like when you're watching this movie and Creed 1 that Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson actually do care about it. Their chemistry is so good. Right. And they talk like real couples talk to each other. And I thought that was fantastic, the scene when they figure out uh, they're going to have a baby and she drops down to uh, you know to the floor and she says, oh, I don't know if I'm – I mean, we're ready for this. And he just grabs her hand and kisses it and said, well, then let's get ready. Yeah, well. Like, it was so positive and so, like, they just were, right? I mean, and he says, like Rock says to him when uh, Adonis is uh, trying to figure out how to propose, he says, you know, what did you say? And Rock just says, you know, turn off your brain, open up your heart, and just realize that she's making you better than you have any right to be. And I just thought all the all those uh, all those storylines were so positive and handled so well. I just, I just can't believe though that eight movies into this, with a fifth movie that is absolutely terrible, by the way. But eight movies into this, we're still. You, you knew. I mean, let's face it. It was Rocky three. It wasn't Rocky. You know what? Kind of. It took the beats from Rocky three. Right. He loses in the middle. Right. He loses himself like Rock did in the right. third movie. Uh, he, he he comes back and he finally finds himself. He figures out that he's what he's really fighting for. Right. And then he, you know, he wins. And and uh, it was that was crazy. You thought it, it was a sequel to Rocky Four. It was a sequel to Creed. But they took Rocky Three. They used. I mean, you could. Where's Hulk Hogan? If Hulk Hogan or Clubber Lang was in it, right? I mean, it was. I, I think now, John, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. But all right, here comes the it's bats. Kind of a. It's kind of a dynasty like the New England Patriots. You know, yeah, yeah. Twenty years uh, going. Yeah. <laughs> More than oh, forty years. Yeah, forty years. One, yeah. One best picture in. Right? I mean, I can remember as a kid, like yeah. Rocky One. I mean, as a kid, that was like the movie. The great. Like, you're Italian. Great. Right. So you movie. thought you could beat up anybody yeah. when you saw and, that movie. <laughs> now, this is funny. When I was watching it with my son, the yeah. beginning of the movie, Yeah. and when uh, Victor comes to Philadelphia Ugh. and the people are running up to the statue, yeah, and, and, and Joe says to me, he says, well, if it's just a fake movie, why is that statue there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had to tell him, no, this is like pop culture. This is like something in our culture that's become famous. Yeah. And there's actually – uh, some true it's, stories of, of it's of inspired like people. This. Yes, it's inspired people in real life. Stallone talks all the time about the letters he gets, right? Uh, about how now there's people a, lose weight listening to the soundtrack, right. or right? I mean, it ha- Rocky Balboa and Creed have had probably an immensely more positive uh, influence on society than most other movie franchises, most other pop culture, which is not very enlightening a lot of the times, right? right? I mean, let's face it. Right. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I just, and it, like you were saying, when you brought your son, well, I brought little Miss Ply, my daughter, to the movie because she wanted to see it for her birthday, her choice, not mine. And uh, it was like full circle. When I was a little kid, my dad took me to see Rocky Four when I was about the same age, and it blew me away. It's the greatest thing I'd ever seen, ever. And my daughter, even though she didn't think it was the greatest thing ever she's ever seen, 
she was crying. She was cheering. She was wincing when they were. I mean, Victor was a big boy. And when he was hitting a, a Adonis, you felt it in the theater. And I will say, this was the first time that my daughter had ever experienced at the end of the movie, the 30 or 40 people who were in there. Now, this is the fourth time I've seen the movie. It was the first time she saw the movie. Um, this was a, about two weeks. You know, it's been out now for a little, right, little right. over a week. There was about 40 people in there on a Friday night, which is pretty good. They clapped. They clapped and cheered when Victor went down, and they clapped when the movie was over. And my daughter looked around. She didn't understand. She'd never seen that. You don't see that when you watch, you know, you go to a kid's movie and you see the Grinch. Right. As good as it is, people are laughing. The movie's over. The kids want to get something to eat. Everybody leaves. But she's these people thought there was a real fight on the screen. They were emotionally invested in these characters. And that's a testament to uh, Ryan Coogler, who directed the first one, Sylvester Stallone, who helped write the script and this one, but actually was hands-off enough to let Ryan Coogler and now Stephen Capel Jr. This was his first directorial movie, by the way. Stephen Capel Jr., he let him do his thing. And it's it's a testament to those guys that we care. We care. This, this on paper should not work. Creed's son versus Drago's son. Sounds like the end of a video game, like the final boss, corny, eighth sequel, right. running yeah, out of ideas. Sure. It shouldn't have worked. Yeah. Well, I think I think the the inspirational, the family, I, I think going back to Creed and his wife just pulling together because a lot of times when people become famous and superstars, they pull apart. Yep. And I know and, how that is. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. And they pull apart. Yeah. And, and yet yeah, when tough times you have to pull together and she really was, I mean, being there, even though, you know, the, the, usually the dynamic is, you know, Oh, don't fight. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. But she was there, even though she was worried about it, she was there supporting what he was doing. And he wasn't, so he, he kind of left her on the wayside in the first fight. And that scene when he comes home and he's mad at Rocky, and he's pacing in the kitchen, and she's like, what's the matter, D? And he goes, Rocky, and he's screaming, he's yelling, I don't need him, I don't need him. But the other subtle part of that scene was he walks past her, slams the door on her, too, and goes, and he's alone. And then when they get to the second fight, and he says to her, I got to fight him again. And she says, but he says, I need you. And she says, well, you didn't need me the first time. And he's like, I'm sorry. So he left everybody behind. I think there's there's another – little subplot there is that love always overcomes fear. Yes. Yep. So Dragos was a fear. He was fear of his father. Yeah. His fear of losing. Ugh. He was fear of embarrassing his father in Ugh. front of the, the high officials. Yeah. And so his whole motivation was fear. It was not love. In fact, he hated it. He didn't want to be there. No, you could tell. He, he didn't want He didn't care about those people. Yeah. But for – just as dad. He's in his father. Just as dad. And for fear of what was going to happen. Not even his mother. And then <laughs> we'll get to her. In a right. Minute. And then Creed in the first fight, it was out of it was out of anger and revenge. Yeah. And you never anger and revenge is not enough of an emotion to bring you to victory. It Correct. usually brings you to defeat. It brought him to defeat because yeah. he he forgot about Rocky and he was angry. He wasn't himself. He didn't train like. He should have. It didn't come from him. He wouldn't listen to Duke's son. He wouldn't have listened. He wasn't listening to Duke either, Junior in the corner. And because of that, like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to resolve it, and I'm going to get even. Yeah. And it 
and you know, and probably about you know this is the and the then even son for what of the father that killed his dad. So yeah. there's all this emotions that I don't think he even recognized. And then the second one, it was you know he came back to his wife. It was his, he was his a new, fighter, his new beautiful baby. He was a fighter. Yep. And he said out of love of what he does. Yep. Right. If we don't love what we do, right? Yeah. I mean, the- how 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 successful can we be? Yeah. And so, and then Dragos was defeated because hate and and anger and revenge and fear can never be. It only gets you so far. It only gets you so far. It's the dark side of the force. Right. Right. The the Sith never win. Right. Right. And and I, I guess the, the thing that when I said I cried was when. Victor threw in the towel and oh. finally realized. Oh, when Ivan threw in the towel? The Ivan, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Ivan, no, no. he realized that his son more. was more important oh. than those people and then being recognized because he was bitter. Yeah. He was really bitter and he hugged from his what son happened. And said, it's okay. It's he okay. said, it's okay. It's finally the first time. Right. And how many, how many sons out there are just looking for their father to say, it's okay? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's okay. I love you. It's okay. Yeah. Right? I'm proud of you no matter I'm what. I'm proud of you no matter what. No matter what. Right? Like that, you know what? Like when I was growing up, that's all, all I ever wanted to hear from my old man was, I'm proud of you. Right. I, actually, it was more important than I love you. I'm proud of you. Right. Exactly. Or, or I'm here to protect you. Yes. Or, and I've got you. Like it was, so when Ivan hugs Victor and Victor cries on him, you actually felt, I, you felt bad for... <laughs> The villain, quote unquote, of the story, you and then it, obviously it was poetic to throw in the towel. Yeah, and rock. I didn't feel I didn't feel the villain. Like, yeah, the strong feelings for the villain. I actually had sympathy for the. That's what it was. That's what I mean. The it was whole so, movie. It was so well handled, right? That it because Ivan in the first movie is a robot. Right. He's a caricature of the Soviet Union. Right, right. He says what? Four things. Right. I must break you. He says you will lose. If he dies, he dies. And I might be free. Oh, you're dead. He says those are like his four lines in the whole first movie. Right. And to see in this one, and obviously Dolph Lundgren's been acting for another 30 years, he's so nuanced. Right. When, I mean, I wish he would have shaved because that was driving me a little nuts during okay. the movie. His stubble. But he was he was good. Dolph Lundgren was good. He, he he, the hesitation, the eyes when he went, he had to finally get up onto the ring, and his son has, gets up the second time, and he he looks over at his dad, and his eyes are swollen shut, and he's and he he's just he, I'm gonna die in here for my dad. Like it was insane that Victor was like a dog that needed to be put down, and Ivan was responsible to do it, right? Like yeah. it was, and then to hug him, and then at the very end, if you notice, and I love about this movie is it didn't punch you in the face with it. But at the very end, when Adonis goes, which I think this is the slight part you missed, at the very end, Adonis goes to Apollo's grave for the first time ever and finally says, what up, Pops? I don't know how this is supposed to go, but I want to talk to you. And he's at his grave. Right. And while he's giving this monologue of how his life is going, you see snippets of Rocky going to reunite with Robert. Right. And you see Ivan and Victor finally running together right. down that Ukrainian street that they would run down. Right. It wasn't Ivan in the truck anymore. Right. You know, you run faster. I kill you. It yes. was they were running together. Yes. And it, it kind of tied up, like you said, all three of those of those uh, stories. Yeah. All those dynamics that, that a lot of people face in life. And, and 
it was handled well and brought a, a really more of a meaning than just the fight because I think that's what they had to do to make the movie good because, you know, all right, we're going to watch another fight. How many fight movies have we seen? No, I know. And, you know, the, you know, the funny thing is, though, be, boxing as a sport, unfortunately, has been dying over the years. But I thought, you know, when I was a kid, it was my favorite sport. Right. Uh, but boxing handled right in a movie is so good from Raging Bull to Rocky. Uh, and then, you know, MMA kind of works in that field, too. There was a movie uh, with Tom Hardy and I forgot the other gentleman's name where they played brothers who had to fight in the UFC. Nick Nolte was in it. Okay. It's called Warrior. Okay. A couple years ago. Fantastic movie. So one-on-one fight movies work if you build that story. you got to right. put some meat on those ribs, like Buddy Marcel said to Adonis in the theater. Yeah. Nobody remembers the champion. Everybody remembers the emotion, the right. meat on those ribs. So, anyway, I think we can say that we clearly recommend Creed 2. Yes. For everybody. Yep. Uh, we think people age, uh, you know, there's not terribly much inappropriate stuff in there. A little bit of language. It is a PG-13 movie, but a little bit of language. Uh, light, light, light sexuality kind of stuff. There's nothing too gratuitous. I did close my daughter's eyes for this one scene. But other than that, it's pretty good. I would say uh, age appropriate, 9, yeah, 10, 11 years definitely. old. Uh, and we recommend it. Now, there's one other movie that I didn't see that you need to tell everybody about. Don't spoil no spoilers. Although I don't know if many there's people not saw much it. to spoil. Yeah, I know. Well, there is because <laughs> yeah. there's definitely going to be another one. We got to hear about Robin Hood. You saw Robin Hood in the theater so, this week. So my wife loves Robin Hood. Okay, so yeah. She we actually this June went to Nottingham Castle in Nottingham. Oh wow! So we visited okay. the actual castle. So that's a real place. It's a real place, okay. <laughs> and they have a little. <laughs> Robin Hood Museum. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of truth to the story. There's yeah. kind of vague stuff, legend and stuff like, like maybe that. Maybe he existed kind of thing. He did exist. Okay. Uh, wow. But the whole, that I didn't know. So the whole fullness of the story, we don't know exactly, gotcha. but there was some of this yeah. uh, stuff going on, and he was a marksman, and he would come and actually uh, be there fighting with the – uh, Tax the competition yeah. with the, in the King's Palace. So, okay. so my wife has a lot of nostalgia. Okay. And the first uh, Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner. That's uh, one of her favorite Morgan. her favorite movies of all time. Best soundtrack ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Robin Hood came out, and I I saw the trailer. But I forgot about it. It was been a while ago. So, yeah, we were uh, gonna go uh the night before Thanksgiving. We actually were gonna go with the whole family. We got there, yeah, and they were sold out. Of Robin Hood, Robin Hood. Wow, because well, so it was, there was their spillover. It was from a night nice, two and Wreck It Ralph. It was a nice. <laughs> no, it was the night before Thanksgiving, okay. and then it's half price Wednesday at, oh, okay. at Springfield. Okay, Springfield. Okay, yeah, so, so we that's went to Springfield. The, okay, so, so Friday night, I said, "Hey, I'm going to take you to Robin Hood." So yeah, okay, so good date night. Date she night. She wanted it was to a see date it. Night. She wanted you're, to see it. You're falling on the sword for your so, wife. Got it? No, I don't. I like watching a movie, so okay. I wasn't quite falling on the sword. All right. Yeah, it wasn't the Notebook too. No. Okay. No. So how? What? I mean, come on. So we so went got, there. So I didn't know what to expect. Okay. So as the movie started, it really had almost a new twist. It was almost like a different story. Okay. It was like a whole new movie. It Good. started probably needed to be right. It started in in Africa and uh, the Crusades fighting, and yeah. then Robin Hood comes back, mm-hmm. and his palace has been ransacked, and the Sheriff of Nottingham, which really was a definitely a mean dude. So you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of a Marvel movie. 
Oh, okay. All right. So it was it's a almost superhero type approach. I think in the graphics and and just the way uh, it was done, it was like more. It was you know it was definitely a lot more spectacular. Okay. Uh, as far as the action, yeah, the action and the graphics and the screenplay definitely was a lot more. I feel like intense. I feel like Russell Crowe played Robin Hood too, didn't he? Like he did. There was years? this. You know, I mean, geez, goes back to the forties. Robin Hood, and forget it. That's uh, Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. Errol Thank Flynn you. was yes, Robin Errol Hood. Flynn. Yeah, in the nineteen exactly. I'm not. Ply's not that old, by the way. But yeah. So out of so so the storyline. I, you know, is we, it a rental? Should they go to the theater? So, so no, we said at the okay. end, what we said, I, I said this and my wife said, you're right. I said it was a fake movie. Okay. In the sense that it was totally, it was so unrealistic over the top, not quite over the top, but yeah. it, it was, you know, it was like going to see a Spider-Man movie. Okay. It was like, but it wasn't but bad. But you expect Spider-Man when you see Spider-Man, like yes. you expect web slinging. Yes. And- Okay, yes, but, but I didn't expect that from Robin. So Hood. it wasn't bad. Okay. I, I I wasn't. I didn't leave there saying, "Oh man, that was terrible." It was a good movie. Yeah, we enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it, and uh, Marion was uh, she. And every scene, she was just dressed in red. Oh, man. every time right. yeah. they put the camera on her, she was smiling. So it was kind of like a. It was that's why I said it was a fake movie. It was I like, gotcha. It was a lot of this. You know, they put the romance between because when he came back, yeah, she was remarried. Oh, in this one. In this one. Because in the Kevin Costner one, he meets her for the first time. Right. So when he left, yeah. they were getting Oh, so ready. they were already together. They were going to be. They were, she, he asked her to marry okay. her. Okay. And she said, you come back. Okay. So the sheriff of Nottingham. Married her. No. Oh. Said he was dead. Oh. He was away at war. Okay. The Crusades. So he lied. So he lied. Oh. She, he comes back. And the first, you know, one of the first scenes, he's he goes to see her. So in this movie, by the way, in this movie, they're not in the forest at all. Okay, There's really? No forest, no forest. Really? Where are they're they? In the mines, and all the poor people are in the mines. Oh, okay, the so it's different. A little bit. Kicked everybody out of the city and not in here. Where's the king? I don't want to get into spoilers, but is the king around? King the Richard. King right? is not around, but is he still fighting? He is fighting the Crusades, but okay. they're taking all the tax money. Yes, I remember this. Okay. Yeah. To give it to the Arabs to okay. overthrow the King of England. Oh, okay. So they're turning around and so doing it. Turn it around. Oh, okay. So it's a whole. So it's a different twist. It's a different twist. But yeah. so in the end, yeah. the very end of the movie, they. So he ain't, So let me get back because I, I kind of skipped where and I was. Don't spoil that for anybody who hasn't seen it. So we don't well, want to tell anybody the ending. You well, the I mean? ending. So, the ending. Yeah, means it's going to be another movie. Yeah, of course they're setting up a universe. They sent it up. I'm sure Tarzan will show up. They right? Like <laughs> I don't know about Tarzan. that. Tarzan. Like they'll throw all the classic characters. Yeah, now. no, I don't know about that. We're, but but in the end, they they in the end. Well, it'd be get nice. To, to, in the end, they get to the forest. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I understand. I understand. What they you're get saying. to the forest in the end. So they get back to the Kevin Costner movie by the end of this movie. Yes. <laughs> Now, so, so the, anyways, sheriff, the sheriff, was he as good as Alan Rickman as the sheriff? The sheriff was good. The sheriff in this movie was good. Was really Are good. you going to say, though, he's better than Alec Rick, Alan I, Rickman? I can't remember. And like, the, Alan Rickman was the one who played the bad guy in Die Hard. Okay. Remember Hans? Yes. One of the, okay. By the way, yes. by the way, everybody, Die Hard, greatest Christmas movie ever. Just going to put that yes, on the record right Die now. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Merry so, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Ho, ho, so, ho. So he was good. He was good. And it, now – 
Now the other funny thing, the guy who played Robin Hood, I don't have it in front of me, and so I didn't. I this movie was not on my radar. Okay, so that's why I'm getting your intake on it now. But so he had a Robin Hood had a lot had a younger, more innocent face. Okay, because he Kevin didn't was seem. He didn't. In fact, when the movie began, you you didn't picture him as a warrior. In fact, when he was fighting with the Crusaders. Because he was a noble, they were protecting him. Okay. But he was kind of a – he wasn't a very good soldier. Yeah. So there's a okay. spoiler in there. I won't tell you about how yeah, he gets trained it. and all this. But Morgan it, Freeman shows up and trains him. <laughs> That's what happened in the first movie, remember? Yeah. No, he escapes a, the air prison with Morgan Freeman, and he comes back to England with more Kevin Costner. Right. And then the funniest thing ever is – it's, it's the same thing. It's a little yeah, different a little dynamic. Different. But – one of the funny things about the original movie, it's not the original movie, but the original movie to us, was Kevin Costner is a nobleman from England, and he sounds like he's from Iowa. It was like they didn't even – they were like, Kev, we get it. You ain't doing an English accent, man. Just run with it, baby. And it sounds like the whole movie, even though it's a good yeah. movie, he's from Idaho. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got that bumpkin Midwest thing going on like he does in every one of his movies, even though he's standing in the middle of England – with Morgan Freeman, who at least tried to do a Middle Eastern accent while he was his uh, trainer. Right. Go ahead with your thoughts. So, anyways, he was a, but he kind of matures in the movie. Okay, yeah, he's growing. It's he's sequel. growing. So uh, you 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 didn't realize they were setting you up until the very end. Who's going to be the next villain if the sheriff is gone? Though, like he's already there. Oh, so it's so it's still the sh- it's they're building. Oh, it's good. They're, they're, the villain's good. Okay, don't spoil it. All right, you want to know? No, I don't want to know. The villain's really good. We don't want to. Oh, know. it was a twist. It was a twist. It was so, a really good so, twist. Yeah, Marion probably, but let's no, no, no not Marion. No, I don't want to say nothing. Close, but uh, <laughs> all right. So Robin Hood, you're gonna say, is it worth going to the theater? Sure. I mean, a if rental? you like, if you like a good action movie, maybe a rental. Uh, but don't you, you, have, you don't have to avoid it. If you have kids and they like action movies, take them. Was, was it PG thirteen? Yeah, I don't know. I think it wasn't R rated, right? It wasn't an so. R rated. It movie. wasn't. It was a lot of. It wasn't. I don't bloodless, know. Bloodless violence. Yeah, like I mean, cartoony was, bloodless violence. There was some blood in it, but yeah, not not over the top. Not over the top. Not the Expendables. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so that's it. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, uh, go see it. Why not? All right. It's a fun movie. Better than some movies I've seen. Yeah, so, yeah like I said, it was – you can't compare it. So okay. it was just – it was different. All right. It's definitely different. It's going to be hard not to compare it, though, to our, our childhood memories of – I have to go watch it again. It's been so long. It's not as good when you watch it again. Right. It's not it's, – it's weird. This, because the song was so popular – Right. 1991, Brian Adams, Everything right. I Do. Because the song is so popular – uh, because Kevin Costner was like right at the height of his powers, you go back now and you're like, wow, that's a terrible mullet he has. Because he has a mullet in the movie. Right. Well, I think. And I'll... then you'll see Alan Rickman kind of steals that movie as the sheriff because Alan is so good at playing the uh, the over the top villain. Right. Like he was in Harry Potter. Like he was in Die Hard. Uh, like he was in this. So and in Galaxy Quest, which is a very underrated movie, by the way, with Tim Allen. Where they spoof Star Trek. If you haven't seen Galaxy Quest, make sure you guys check that out. Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman, God rest his soul, was in that too. But he's always had that quirky. He's great, and it, you. But and Morgan Freeman just talks, and everybody thinks he's the smartest guy on the planet because of his voice. But Kevin in the movie's kind of weak. 
it's kind of he's kind of a he's kind of just walking around, just you know, uh, not emoting, right? So uh, when you go I'll back, go back now, and watch yeah, it, I mean, it's, I think- it's not a bad movie. It's still a classic, but it's. It's like, you know, you remember when you were a kid, when I was a kid, you know, like uh, when I was uh, probably 10, 11 years old, Nintendo 64, it was a game called GoldenEye. Okay. You remember the movie GoldenEye with uh, the James Bond movie, GoldenEye. Yes, yes. And as I grew up, and as as I'm sure everybody in Plyrock Nation will relate to, we thought in our minds like GoldenEye was like the greatest first-person shooter game ever. And I go back and play it a few years ago, and I've been so spoiled, and things have evolved so much since GoldenEye. It seems lame, right? It's, it, I'm like, I can't look up. I can't look down. Yeah. The graphics are terrible yeah. to this point. Well, you know? I think so, that's what But it has a place in my heart. Right. But, no, it wasn't. To, the, to, to today, it's not fair to judge things by today's standards, I right. guess. Yeah, either. I guess. It's like when they take historical figures, and then they judge them by today's standards. Right. That's not fair to a historical figure. Well, that's like, you have to judge them by the standards of the day to understand their greatness or how they change things, right? right? So it's the same thing with a video game you, or a movie. So, like, But when you do go back to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you will be like, this is not quite as good as I remember it being right. when I was a teenager you know, on a date at the, you know, with some popcorn and whatever with the, with the, with the lady. So it's that, not. That, that's <laughs> happened to me. I've said yeah. to my kids, Oh, we got to watch this movie. Yeah. And they watch it like, Dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dad. Dad. Really? And one movie that hasn't done that yet with my kids is Rocky. Yeah. They watch Rocky. That's a test. The original Rocky's tough, though. Like, it's good. It's a great movie. It won Best so Picture. It's slow. But it's slower. It is slow. And and on top of that, there was no budget for that movie. Right. So that if you look closely when he fights Apollo the first time, that arena is empty. There's like 500 people in one little section, and they move those people around as they choreograph that fight. Yeah. So, anyway, I want to thank Pastor Gary for stopping by this week to hey, hang out with me and talk me, Rocky. Fly Rock. Yeah, dude. So, Looking forward to getting back live. I know. I know on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the live show, The Plymouth Rock Gaming, on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram, PLY underscore rock underscore gamer. Uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. We're almost there. A couple more days. Ply finally got General Patton back the other day from the kennel. Things are coming together. New studio coming. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast because it so helps us out with the numbers. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. I'm not going on any other platforms right now. Sorry, I'm worn out from all that. But they're on there. So make sure you follow the podcast. Share it with your friends. Send me an email. Send me a tweet. And we're going to be back next week with Red Dead Online. We're going to be back with Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops 4. And we're going to be doing some more stuff with Pastor Gary, with my man Gary. So hang in there. Thank you so much for your patience and support. And Ply Rock is out.